Hello and welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I'm your host. Super excited to be here. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, leave us a review, and share with a friend. Thanks so much. As always, I begin with a quote of the day, and then I intro a fabulous guest. So today's quote is by Ruth Gendler, and it is, fear has a large shadow, but he himself is small. Considered by Ambassador Magazine as Canada's rising star, Avon Heath, shares how we can teach people to just show up for themselves and others so they are empowered and resilient when grief arrives. Grief being whatever makes your heart ache, divorce, diagnosis, job loss, anything like that. Using heart and humor, she shares her message across Canada and the U.S., helping people of all ages learn to take care of others and navigate their personal journey from fear to fire. She's an award-winning author and celebrated TEDx speaker. Yvonne has her own television series called Real Life Talks, and I just showed up. So we have some some great conversation in store for you today. So let me bring on Avon Heath. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Heather. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, I, I think that this is a topic uh, the listeners are definitely going to want to hear about. And I know that you'll have some great ideas for them. But before we dive into that, can you just give us a little bit of a backstory about where you came from? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I was a lost 19 year old, not knowing really what to do with my life. And I sort of stumbled into nursing and ended up having a 27 year nursing career, which was incredible. I worked in the US and Canada, 15 of those years being in chemotherapy. Um, and I realized there was this common thread of the fact that we were a society that was very ill prepared for grief in, you know, as, as you mentioned, in all aspects of life, when it, whatever makes our heartache, but certainly grief, death and dying. And I, I started to say to other healthcare professionals, are we well prepared personally and professionally for grief? And the answer was, oh no, we're terrible at it. And, and everyone just kind of ran off because they didn't really want to talk about <laughs> like, you know, just go do your job. Why are you bringing this up? And then I just kind of thought, well, then who's teaching community to pre prepare for grief or, you know, really how to navigate through or to look back and say, wow, that was really challenging. I didn't have coping skills and strategies. And the truth was no one. So um, I took this tremendous <laughs> leap of faith because I have this amazing uh, partner in life, Jordy, my husband, my business partner, who <laughs> could tolerate me <laughs> when I said, oh, my goodness, I'm going to leave my 27-year nursing career and write a book. And there <laughs> are people's stories. And, uh, you know, that's a it's a big leap when you have three children, you rely on two incomes, but uh, I was kidnapped by passion and purpose, and uh, I have not looked back. And as you do as well, Heather, and you realize the tremendous healing for ourselves and other people in sharing our stories. 
right? Oh my goodness, Yvonne, oh, you definitely oh, hit it here. It. Love it. It's so, what a privilege, isn't it? So, yes. so yeah. I did that in, in my book called Love Your Life to Death. I interviewed people ages 11 to 101. Awesome. I love the one tie-in, one, 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 one. Yes, and I shared their stories, and it changed my life. And uh, it, it progressed to, yes, yeah, speaking and a, a TED Talk and, and TV and radio, and, and none of this I would have ever foreseen, ever. Well, so, you know, wow. I, I think you asked the right questions, because mm -hmm. I, I think that that leads to our passion and our purpose is asking the right questions. Mm -hmm. And and that is what's missing here. And in, sure. in what in uh, being a chemotherapy nurse, I can only imagine the grief that was around you all the time. And it was you asked the right question. And you're right. Like people don't prepare for grief. Oh, it's no. thrust upon them. And then they have to figure it out. So I, I, I really can't wait to hear a little bit more. Did you did you research information? I mean, how long did it take you to write your book? Well, that was the interesting thing, Heather, as I sat in this very same spot and I sent out one email. I was I was, I became that kooky author in the forest. We had <laughs> we had my our older son was uh, had already left home, but we had our nine year old twins and I would be writing and say, kids, get your own breakfast. Mom's got an idea. And I I was just obsessed. But I, I sent out one email and I said, I want to write a book. I don't want surveys and statistics. I want real people's stories of being in the deep trenches of grief, of getting through to the other side. How did they find joy in their lives again? Uh, and, and healthcare professionals, and how do you navigate through without suffering excessively? And honestly, people suddenly were sending me stories and articles every day. If anything says grief, death, or dying, people send it to me. It's like... <laughs> Oh, this says death. Yvonne will want to read this. So, so the uh, the information is just it's like the universe opened up and just kept pouring it in. And and I have devoted myself to to learning daily books and conferences and and uh, courses and uh, and people. And wow, it's I just feel I'm just the messenger. You know, I I just I share people's wisdom from their stories and. Uh, what a privilege and and i've just i've learned so much i suffered excessively as a nurse as a mother when we went down you know challenging challenging roads where grief consumed me i was not prepared and, and we just think you know healthcare professionals are magically good at this stuff we might be good at pretending we are but we're suffering but you're still human you're still uh, human we're all human mm -hmm. and we need to allow our humanness, right? Mm -hmm. We need yes. to allow our humanness. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really surprised by the response that you got from people mm -hmm. sending you all of this, because when you, when you a, ask the right questions, like we mentioned, but also shift your focus. I find that when I become consumed by passion and, and I, my focus is solely on a topic, suddenly people and things and information appear that reflect that, that support that. And so I, I'm not at all surprised by that. So what has been the response to the, to your book? Oh, I am just so humbled to say this. And um, it used to make me cry like every day. 
I still get very emotional because people have said it's changed their lives. And I have, we've sold thousands of copies. And it's funny because <laughs> it's like Tweedledee and Tweedledum, a nurse and a paramedic. We didn't, we didn't know anything about any of this stuff. <laughs> and, and so it has truly mostly been marketed by word of mouth and we've sold thousands. And I get, I get um, somebody emailing me or stopping me on the street or, or calling me every day to say how, how helpful it's been. And so I'm very honored to be the one sharing this message. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, do you have for our listeners, they love to be able to take something away. Yeah. Is there something from your book um, or your speaking that you would like to share that could help someone who's going through grief right now? Absolutely. So, the, well, two things. The biggest thing in the last five years of me doing research and my research, as I said, everything in every modality, courses and books and everything, but in speaking to people, what I realized more and more we are people are compassionate right they want to be they want to be able to to help they just the biggest thing that stops people the biggest roadblock and i've heard this from everyone when it comes to someone grieving facing a life challenge like i mean <laughs> there's a lot of challenging things divorce yeah. diagnosis job loss someone going to jail someone having an addiction like we went through with our son that road and everyone says, I don't know what to do. And I don't know what to say. Yes, right. Like everyone just freezes. And truthfully, when you think about it, why should we know what to do or say we don't talk about it before we wait until we're in crisis. And then and then we're, I mean, consumed by all these emotions, grief and fear. And we just, wow, that was hard. And then we get through and, and we still haven't developed any coping skills or strategies. So the greatest, my greatest message, um, well, it's twofold. Um, when we don't know what to do, we don't know what to say. The magic answer, and, and we created, that's our global movement, three magic words, just show up. Mm. Just show up. How? Well, certainly not right now. We won't hug, but let's just say regular times. Yeah. Um, let's not go down that road, but hug, text, email, call, sit silently, walk the dog, cut the grass, bring food. And what I need to let people know, it is not your job to fix it. You don't need a PhD to love and support. Mm hmm. Right. But you can you can just show up and love people through it. You don't have to be strong for them. You can grieve with them. So the flip side of that is when you are grieving, just show up for yourself first. And you do not have to be strong and you do not, you know, let's let's fire the martyr. Let's fire the person that needs to do it on their own. We all need community and we know we all need our village. Yes. So when you are grieving and when people say, how can I help? I just say, well, here's the list. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just sign, you know, wherever you, whatever you were able to do, let's stop saying, and I'm guilty. I did that. Oh, that's okay. I'm strong. I can do it on my own. No, no, I'm falling apart here. And thank you. I could really use a hand, you know, and, and it's funny. Here's a perfect example is I had a friend who, my goodness, the other thing is grief shows no mercy. She was 
just got divorced, was just moving, single parent, having a hard time, may, you know, struggling with money. She falls down the stairs and breaks two vertebrae. Oh, and it, yeah. right, it's like, are you kidding me right now? She's she's already going through enough. So now she's on bed rest. She cannot get off the couch. And everyone just kept bringing her food. Right. And and while that is lovely, we also have to do this crazy thing. We have to ask right? <laughs> what, what and, and again, people think they should just know. I say, well, no. How about asking? Because I went up to her and I said, OK, here's the deal that you're a mess. <laughs> this is a disaster. And 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 I said, how how are you doing today? I know this is challenging. How are you doing today? And she said, I'm really struggling. And people kept bringing her food. She didn't have anywhere to put it. She had a small freezer, right? So I said, okay, well, first of all, I don't cook. So I'm not bringing you food. What could I do today to help you the most? And she said, I don't really want to ask. And I said, no, no, you're asking because I'm going to sit here until you tell me something. And she said, a dog ripped up the garbage in the backyard. It smells and I can't clean it. And I don't want to ask anybody to do it. Mm. And I just said, say no more. I came back with my daughter because I teach her how to just show up too. And we cleaned up her backyard in 25 minutes. Just show up. And when you're grieving, check in with yourself and let people know what you need. And if you don't know, say, I don't know. And Mm -hmm. allow people to just show up for you. Oh, my gosh. This is so brilliant on both sides of the spectrum here because Um, I am one of those people who has always had difficulty in asking for help. I've gotten a lot better at it. So I think that is brilliant advice, asking for specifically what you need and honoring yourself and for the other people to be present. It is uncomfortable, but you don't have to solve it. And I think that is such a load off Mm -hmm. to just know that your presence has so much healing power. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's fantastic. Now this, um, I just showed up global movement yeah. is, you know, it's taking over the world. So tell us a little bit more about that and how it relates perhaps as well to other areas like business. Well, when we, um, when we first started and, and I wrote my book, I felt like my book was something that every adult should read. I, I feel like it's a tremendous resource and tool and, and something that I've had people say, I've read your book five times, just because when life changes again, you need to hear different messages, right? So different stories resonate, but I wanted something that could reach children, right? People of all ages, children, teens, adults, seniors. And so the, I just showed up message uh, really was the one that, um, was such a simple message and and such a simple message to share. And we created the, I just showed up bracelet with a little card because that's something you could, you know, either wear or have somewhere that you could, it it could be a reminder. Oh, right. Well, the first thing is I need to just show up for myself first because the very best version of me is my greatest gift to the world. And right. Somebody's grieving. I need to just show up, right? I don't have to fix it. So it's that reminder. And when we bring that into business, it's so interesting how so much of like our society, we try to separate. Here's my personal life and here's our my professional life, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I find that always so interesting. You know, we're supposed to check our personal self at the door when we enter the workplace. 
and not possible. <laughs> I know, but we we try so hard, and I feel yeah. like part of just showing up for ourselves first is allowing our humanness and and being okay with walking into work and not being perfect. And if imagine, oh gosh, I'd love to, I so want to bring my message to every company and corporation. If in the workplace, we knew how to just show up for ourselves and each other, imagine, imagine the difference in morale. Imagine the difference when, when Joe comes back to work after a very brief bereavement because his wife died. What does everybody say? Like, <gasps> Oh God, there's Joe. His wife just died. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. This is so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I, and then Joe's looking around going, Oh, everyone's so uncomfortable. No one wants to make eye contact. I'm grieving. Imagine the difference in business in the workplace if we truly learned, like at a core level, that just showing up. Joe, I don't know what to say, but I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> So How powerful is simple. that? And it's so simple. Yeah. And it's and any here's the key thing. Any person can make the difference for Joe. A child, children know how to just show up. We stop them with because we're uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And and so if we could bring this message, truly understand it at a deep core level in our home life in our professional life, bring this message to, to schools, to work, to wherever we are. Wow. Because when we talk about mental health issues, you know, we talk about them a lot and, and rightfully so, but I promise, I promise unresolved or unsupported grief or being ill prepared for grief is going to either cause or compound mental health issues. 100%. Right. Yes. Right. Um, so Heather, like, can I just pick on you for a minute? I want to go yeah. back. <laughs> well, and you know, it's so interesting because I, th- I truly think women are notorious for really wanting to be that strong and, and do it on their own independent. I did that. And, and now what I ask people is how do you feel when you just show up for someone? Like, don't you just feel so wonderful, right? Oh, of course. It's so easy to do that. Right? And, the, and the shift happened for me to be able to say, to ask for things when I realized that if I didn't, I was depriving them of yes. the gift of giving, right? Yes. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I just, I, I always say to people, I am a do-gooder. I don't even think it's because I'm a nice person. I'll be yeah. honest. It just makes me feel so good. So yeah, when we say, no, that's okay, I've got it. We're denying that person that wonderful feeling of, of being able to just show up. And and so really, in allowing others to, to be a part of our supportive circle, it gives them that sense of, you know what, I just showed up for her. So it's it's really important. And it's important to teach our children. Right. It really is. And I just find that um, uh, surrounded by this. And I'm sure we did it, too. But this self-focus and the ability to expand that awareness uh, that there is life outside of self wow and it's beautiful and it's amazing and complex and exciting so i i am with you this is a lesson that needs to be shared what do you think is the most important message that you want to share 
Well, I think that the the greatest message, um, I really believe that we inadvertently in our busyness, we complicate life, right? We, <laughs> oh, we sure do. <laughs> we complicate life and we complicate death. And, you know, with, I mean, my broader message and, and my broader goal is to help people learn to live life to the fullest, learn to grieve and support others. And here's the elephant in the room. There's actually a stuffed elephant in this room. Have the talk about end of life long before it arrives and diffuse the fear. And that's also a very big part of my message. And like in all of my presentations, my takeaways, and you know, when people follow us, they'll get the seven, I, I have seven takeaways and those are the principles to live, grieve and die well. And, and one of those, the elephant in the room, one of the hardest parts for people to wrap their heads around <laughs> is that we need to embrace that this journey, we're here as long as we're here, that's not forever. <laughs> and, and if we can learn to live, grieve and die well, um, we can eliminate excessive suffering, right? Like we create our own excessive suffering by saying, oh, I don't want to talk about grief. I don't want to talk about death. And, and you know, uh, because I'm really funny, I mean, I can bring humor into it. Like when I say, you know, nobody wants to talk about death. So I say, well, who, who doesn't want to die? And everybody puts their hand up. And then I say, well, who wants to live forever? Because I'm kind of feeling like if somebody asked me, you know, oh, how long have you been married? Oh, you know, 433 years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, like, let's think about this, right? Yeah. These bodies that we where our souls are in our spirits are in these bodies, they, they don't they're not meant to live forever. They're not meant to and and some last longer than others. And, and we truly just need to say, you know, I'm here. I'm going to live my life to the fullest. I'm going to learn how to support others. And, and I'm going to embrace the whole journey. We can eliminate the excessive suffering we create by avoiding. Oh my gosh, that is so important. And you know what, if there was no end, like you're talking about, you were, we were all immortal, then oh. every moment that we have would be so much less important, so much yes. less exciting. Oh. And it, it would just, oh, I could just say boredom of it, you know? <laughs> Well, and, and I mean, there we can't have gazillions of people on the earth. And like, at you know, age 400, we look like those little apple people. <laughs> I mean, let's just look at the bigger picture. I am here as long as I am here. Right. I'm not I'm not going to fear the end of my life. I tell my children they're tired. Yeah. Yeah. Mom, I know when you die, you're going to be a spirit in the sky. We'll stay connected. We've heard it. And I said, well, I'm glad you've heard it. Like, let's have those conversations. I, you know, I don't I, I take good care of myself. I, I do the best I can and I'm living my life to the fullest. And however long I'm here, I've lived a full life. That's how long, right? So, so let's get those conversations. Let's normalize these conversations. Let's diffuse the fear. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Learn how to just show up for ourselves first and learn how to just show up for each other. Wow. That is, that is really, really important. And before, before um, I ask about moving forward and where you want to go from here, I, I want to take a step back and ask you, 
what I like to ask each of my guests, and that is to, if you're comfortable, share. I know, I know you get the opportunity to share other people's messages and stories because of that email that you sent. But is there something that you personally faced that scared the hell out of you that you learned from? Oh, heck yes. <laughs> years of nursing. And um, I, I had been a single parent for six years. I met the love of my life. I had twins at 40. Life was very good. And, uh, and then our older son, Tyler, at age 16, went down a very dangerous road of drugs and addiction. And there were times that, like he said, we saved his life, that he was you know, he, he put himself in some very dangerous, uh, positions and places. And I, I felt destroyed, distraught as a mom, helpless, like just, and guilty and, and fearful. There was so much fear and, and grief. And it was, it was hard to function. And I had had twins who were little kids and I was working chemotherapy, putting on my pretend everything is fine Mm -hmm. face and people were avoiding me instead of just showing up for me. So it was truly the darkest, um, hardest, most challenging time of my life. And as we say, something positive can be created from that. I realized how ill-prepared I was for grief in my own life. And I did not think that I would survive a tragic outcome. Like I just thought, I, if there's a tragic outcome here, I, I won't survive. But now I have these twins, right? Are they going to, if something tragic happened, would they lose their mother as well? And I met so many people who had been through tragedies and maybe they were still living, but they were not alive. You know what I mean? Like they were existing. They just Mm -hmm. had a pulse. And I, I just thought I need to do something. Like I could just feel myself like falling apart into a billion pieces and that it was truly the greatest catapult that put me on this new journey. Like if you would have told me all these years later, oh, don't worry, you know, Tyler. I mean, he went to rehab where there were court dates, there was jail. Like there was a lot. It it was was horrible. If someone would have said to me, oh, don't worry, you're going to take this, you know, horrible, traumatic time in your life and and create purpose and write a book and become a speaker and an author, I would have said like, I'm sorry, you have me mistaken for someone else. Like yeah, you can't when you're too right? you're in it and you're that close to it. You can't see that. Oh my goodness. You do and you know, and that's I have a quote in my book that I just love and and I love to share. You never know what awaits on the other side of grief. Mm. You never know. And uh that was you know, I had, I asked Tyler, my son, I said, you know, I want to share this story. Are you fine? I mean, he's doing so much better in his life out of him, but like his best friend actually died last December oh, uh, no. of an opioid overdose. So, you know, I had to see my son and his closest friends be pallbearers speak oh. at their friend's funeral. And, you know, he called Drew his brother, like he was, destroyed and so I mean it's it was very real and this is all it doesn't get much more real than that and and so I'm being a voice for change I'm being um 
one of the greatest things that we can do. And, and I love to share this as well. When people say, how can I go on, you know, when my loved one, somebody I love died and the greatest, uh, which I shared in my Ted talk is be the evidence that someone's life made a difference. Yes. So we will yeah. do that for my son's friend and continue to be a voice to empower people to prepare for grief and how to navigate through and to know that something positive may be waiting for you on the other side of grief. Exactly. And Yvonne, I appreciate you taking the opportunity, sharing, becoming vulnerable. And and the, the listeners, I know, listeners out there, if you are experiencing great pain now, if you're in the, the middle of the darkness, uh, there is something that you can take from it and you may not know it now, but please have that little, little pinhole of light and hope that will carry you through. Um, and, uh, Ivan, I, I'd love for you to share where you want to take this message next. Where do you want to go from here? Well, my greatest, um, I only want to share my message with the world. So, you know, <laughs> is that all? <laughs> so so my greatest joy is that i just i i wanted this information available in every modality so like i have i created my book and i now have an audio book and i also i mean i have people can follow me on social media facebook and and um when they follow us on our website you get the how to just show up tips and the seven takeaways we have created communities so that we can learn from and support each other. And the greatest thing that I also uh, recently did was I created my online program so that people had a resource so that they can listen to it when they need it and when they need it again, right? Because yeah. grief is a part of this journey. And so I will speak and share my message with the world anywhere, anytime. So I'm going to make sure that we put your website and links within the show notes, but can you share the website for the listeners right now who don't, you know, who want to write it down and get right to it? Yes, absolutely. It's like the name of my book, loveyourlifetodeath.com. Thank you. I so appreciate that. And unbelievably, the, the time has flown by. So do you have any parting words of wisdom for our listeners today? Well, first of all, if anybody, thank you for listening. If anybody would like, um, if they want to send me an email, um, I'd be happy to send them an I just showed up bracelet. And yes. yes, and always remember to just show up for yourself first. And when you don't know what to do, you don't know what to say. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable and you can't fix it. The three magic words, just show up. I love it. We were definitely going to say, I'm going to take this. I'm sure many people out there listening are going to take those three words with them and it will help carry them through. Yvonne, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and your, your passion today and your words of wisdom. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you.